Purim is a time of many sensitive avodos. For example, to properly and appropriately fulfill the mitzvah of becoming intoxicated at the Purim Seuda in a way that doesn't violate any other aspect of Ratzon Hashem could be no simple task. But Purim is also the host of another delicate avoda. You may be familiar with the oft-quoted teaching of the Arizal that Yom HaKippurim, or Yom Kippur, is to be understood as the day that is like Purim. In other words, like Purim, but not quite as great. This apparent comparison between the two days has been the source of countless lessons, all which compel us to view the two days in light of one another. In that vein, Yom Kippur is marked by the Avoda of the Kohen Gadol, which could be best appreciated in light of the Parsha Shavuah, Parsha Tetzave, which describes the role of the Kohanim at length, from their regal garments to their temple services, their investiture, etc. In his every service, the Kohen Gadol carried the burden of the Bnei Israel upon his shoulders, as symbolized by the Avnei Shalom, and similarly upon his heart, as symbolized by the Choshen and all of the stones engraved with the names of every tribe of the Bnei Israel. But by technicality, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol does not wear these garments, which contained the gold into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Since gold was the object of the sin of the golden calf, this is based on the principle of in kategor and ases anegor, that a prosecutor cannot be a defender, Gemara and Rosh Hashanah Now, does this mean that the Kohen Gadol would enter the Holy of Holies without Am Yisrael on his mind and on his heart? Of course, it couldn't mean that. Even when he doesn't have the symbols and the reminders, he has to always think and act on behalf of his people. How on Yom Kippur of all days could he possibly forget them? His very role on that holiest of days should be a constant reminder by itself that he represents Am Yisrael. But what this demonstrates is that sometimes one shouldn't and doesn't actually need any additional reminders, namely, when the essence of the day revolves around that idea. Even without garments of gold and memorial stones, any one of us can and should be thinking of one another. And this was certainly true for Esther Hamalka. The Kohen Gadol finds an incredible parallel in Esther. Like the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, she had to enter the inner chamber of the king, lacking any memorial stones or any other such physical reminders of Am Yisrael. And yet, her avoda was to act wholly on their behalf. That, Mordechai understood, was possibly her role and the whole entire reason why she was positioned to become the queen. Moreover, Mordechai urged her not to think for a moment that just because she was the queen, that she would be spared from any evil that was decreed upon Israel. And that's an incredible statement if you think about that. How could that possibly be? Ahasuerus would have never allowed any harm upon Esther. But Mordechai knew that she, like the Kohen Gadol, represented Am Yisrael, and that every decree upon them emerges not merely from a miserable man named Haman, but from Hashem. And that means that we are all dependent on one another. Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebazeh. We are all guarantors for one another. There's a reason why Purim is marked by mitzvahs benedam lachavero. Just like on Yom Kippur, the day that is only like Purim, the Kohen Gadol would remember his people even without the physical reminders because representing his people was his entire avoda. In the same vein on Purim, representing each other is the avoda of the day. When the Kohen Gadol entered before Hashem, he prayed for himself, yes, but not without first praying for his nation. And when Esther entered before Achishverosh, she completely sacrificed her life, perhaps both in this world and was even willing to do so in the next. And she did so entirely and selflessly for the nation. So in this exact vein, that when Rav Nussan Svi Fingal was asked what he has in mind when he davens, his response was, someone else. And that is the avoda of Parim. Do and daven for someone else.
It's interesting to note that we're taught that on Purim, the rule of Kalaposhit Yad Litol Nosnim Lo, whoever extends his hand to take, we give him. That rule does not only apply to our charity to others, but Hashem's charity to us. Now, it's not so clear how exactly the mechanics of this second application works, because we have likely prayed before on Purim and not received what we wanted. But perhaps Hashem's generosity towards us actually mirrors ours towards others. Perhaps anytime we extend our hands, Hashem looks and listens out for those who are doing specifically for the benefit of others. When we reach out, why is it that we want what we're praying for? For whom are we praying? With or without special mitzvahs or reminders, we have to take the messages from the Kohen Gadol Nestor Malka. If we are in any position to pray, who knows? Perhaps it is for this reason that Hashem allows us into His palace to approach Him. Who knows? Perhaps whether on Purim, Shushan Purim, or any other day of the year, Geula comes when one davens for it for someone else. We shall be zochet to do and daven for one another and not only be answered most favorably, but we shall also be answered with the arrival and the full revelation of the Geula of Meribimenu. Have a great Freilich and Purim and a great Shabbos, Shushan Purim.